Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, this is Lainey, and welcome to the Lady Gossip Podcast with Sasha Answers. Hi, Sasha. Hi, how's it going? It's good. Yeah? Well, I, I'm automatically in a better mood because you just worked out. It's actually quite annoying because every time we do this, <laughs> it's a reminder that I'm not working out, but you are. I wasn't going to say that. I was oh. actually going to say that it's getting so warm out. Yes. That I'm, I have, like, I am in love with clothes again. Oh, okay. You know, at the end of every season, at the beginning of every season, you're, you're like… You're so excited. You're so excited. Yeah. Fall clothing. Yes. Like, you know, it, yes, right yes, around yes. like August, September, you you're turtlenecks. like… Right? Turtlenecks yeah. and like long jackets and yeah. great pants. And then fucking by February, you're like… I'm, no, January. I am over this turtleneck. Yes. I have no more sweaters. Yeah. That's it. I, and then now, so I'm really into… Not that that's… Like, that's so fucking deep, I know, of me. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. It's summer, so I can be… You know, well, it's not even summer. It's like 13 <laughs> degrees out. But okay, that's nice that you have that. Um, I am going to hell and I'm going to oh, tell you why. Jesus, okay. I realized this today that I, I, I feel so bad about what just happened like a couple of hours ago. So I was leaving work and, you know, I haven't had a phone for a week. So I, and I just got my new phone today. So I'm like, I've kind of forgotten that I've had it. But without uh, the excuse of that, that, that is like the base of the story. But anyway, so I'm walking to go to the parking lot and this woman, this lovely Italian woman with like a very deep Italian accent comes up to me. She has her stroller with a, with her baby in it. She's like, do you have a phone? I need a phone. And it kind of like, I was kind of thrown off because it was like kind of frantic. I was kind of like scared because she was like really panicky and I didn't remember I had a phone. I was like, no, I don't have one. And she's like, oh, my phone is out of batteries. And she brings out her phone. She's like, I need to get a hold of my husband. And I still didn't give her my phone. Did you forget you know, that you were phoneless? Like, I mean, it, I did for the set. Like, what I said when those words came out, I don't have a phone. And then it dawned on me, like, after I, like, finished phone, don't have a phone, I was like, Fuck, I have a phone. But then I just, like, felt really weird to pretend that I was, like, lying. Yeah. Like, then and it then would then be I, weird to explain. Yes. Like, oh, no, I just only said that because I actually lost my yes. phone. And, and then it would be and like, like, who cares? She's yeah. fucking frantic. Okay. And then all of a sudden her Italian husband runs around the block or like comes oh, around okay. the block and it's fine. It's a happy ending. It's, it's a happy ending, but I'm the biggest cunt that I couldn't help a woman who was obviously in distress with a child and I couldn't even suck up my own shit to be like, oh, you know what? I actually do have a phone. Who gives a fuck about my backstory? This is total karma because three hours prior to that, I ran into you in the hall and you had just picked up the box. Yeah. For your phone, it was still in like the whatever container it comes in, and I don't know where you Why were is this taking karma? it. Oh yeah, and you were like, "Oh, I was saying to it." Mm-hmm. You know, you were sauntering down the hall, and you were like, "Oh, I'm, I just got my new phone," and you were like sad, like yeah. you were closing the era of you being Ten digital days without, free. Yes, it was the best, and you know, almost, uh, you know, like your, you know, your hippie, like your my hippie era was free, over. 
way of like judging, like now I have to be back mm-hmm. with like the brainwashed yeah. masses and like all you plebs. That uh-huh. like week I had of like mental. Okay, go on, go on. Get and to then the karma three part. hours later, you actually were so mentally enlightened that you had brainwashed yourself I into know. not being a charitable person. I, know. I feel. Disgust, like I felt <laughs> disgusting. Whatever. I mean, okay, it I know. It was an honest mistake. It wasn't like you were just a jackass who who's like, it I was, don't want to give someone a. It like, was fifty fifty. It was like, uh, I didn't mean to, but then I meant to. Anyway, if there is an Italian woman today that is listening to this podcast, I'm my apologies. I <laughs> any Italian woman, any Italian woman. I'm sorry. Um. So I wanted to talk to you about. You know how last week we. We were talking about me looking for nail polish. Yes. And lots of people sent in yeah, their suggestions on the perfect silver nail polish. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to say, thank you so much. I don't want to seem ungrateful, but like, honestly, all the suggestions, even yours, Sasha, the next day where you were like incessantly sending me link yeah. after link after link <laughs> and I had a complaint about every, every single one. Of them. one yeah. there, there cannot be any dusting of sparkle. I'm sorry. And even the ones where people were like, there's no sparkle. I could see the sparkle. Mm -hmm. I gave up. I like when you kept on just coming back with like, I think I see a shed of smear of sparkle. I was like, Matt, over it. Just, I like cut (laughs) off the fucking email chain. I was like, nope, can't help you. But you found the one that you wanted. Yeah, but I I realized during the week that I I should have the right explanation Mm -hmm. that I should have given about it being wet is Terminator. You know how in Terminator, have you seen the Terminator? Of course, I've okay. Seen Terminator. So you know how they like dissolve into yes. just liquid metal. That's yes. what it needs to look like. Okay. Anyway, apparently there's this brand that has spent three years trying to perfect the perfect, perfect, perfect. They say silver. they're the first ones. The first one, and they spent three years. It is not on the market yet, but they had like an Instagram or a photo of it, and it looked pretty fucking close to what I'm looking for. Yeah. But there's no launch date. Um, but we'll keep on that. For yeah, you. we'll keep on that. Um, my, my thing right now is, I know you've heard me talk about this, mm-hmm. but because it's getting warmer, yeah. um, and our clothes are changing, yes. and so you and I are both proponents of this, is the low side tank top. Oh, it's my fucking like, fashion MO. Yes, for the summer, right? Yes. I, I don't understand why people wear tank tops where the under armpit part is like, Close uh, to the armpit. Yeah. Like, it needs, everybody, it, the best way, you needs to hang. Like, hang a little bit. Yes. Um, but that has made me so happy that I only wear sports bras. I'm going to flash you right okay. now. I just bought a new sports bra. Is this what the black and white is happening under? Oh. Oh, my God. It's, it's Ivy Park. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I, Are you planning to wear this on its own? This Ivy Park, um, no, okay, so Ivy Park has two, like a two camo uh, sports bras that are awesome, that are like, would be awesome under like a low side tank, Yeah, low side tanks. And then, but you know, if you can't get them and they are on sale right now, so that's why I bought them. But there's a store, like when you go to discount stores like Winners or Marshalls, they have a whole athleisure sports bra section. Most of my sports bras, and they're the cutest, and they have great cute backs and different colors, they're $12.99. I just got four of them. And are, are they all Ivy Park? No, they're not Ivy Park oh, at okay. all. Oh, I just, okay. I, Ivy Park was on sale this weekend. Okay. So I got a couple from Ivy, Ivy Park, but I'm just saying that like, yeah, if you don't want to spend 25 or 39 or 45 mm-hmm. on your sports bra, 
like Nike sports Nike sports bras are like seventy dollars. Oh yeah, they're a total ripoff. Um, so, same with just go to the fucking like winners or discount stores or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Ross, I think, is the equivalent in the U.S. I think Target has a really good cheap sports bras. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't. Now I just want to find like open back. Can I see the side of that sports bra? Yeah. Because this is what I was going to say. I, okay, right. So this is a great option. And the back is a racer. Yeah. So Sorry, Yasik, for the sound, but I'm turning around <laughs> while stripping. She she is stripping, which is just really nice for everybody here. Um, Yeah. I was going to say that the low slung tank is great and some people feel a little bit sheepish wearing it, but the way that you have a sports bra underneath, it really covers any kind of like non-flattering area yeah. of the side back. So yes. it like covers it up. Yes. So people shouldn't be afraid to do that. I don't wear… Or you can just wear a tank. I Well, I wear a low-slung tank, but I wear um, like tiny, tiny little string bras underneath. And if you want to go that route, my favorite is… Um, I get all my bras from Aritzia. They're fucking rad. Yeah. And that is… You know, you can get that anywhere in North America online. And they're like 30 bucks… And they're really pretty. And then you just have like a tiny little string on the side of your… Yeah. Of, of the side. Anyway. But so I've options. done it with like other… Like I've layered a like a, you know, a camisole tank or whatever sure, under yeah, yeah. the low rider uh, tanks. Mm-hmm. And it's… And then it's a great look on its own. Like a tank on tank. Yeah. Anyway, so excited okay, for… Good. We're so not excited quite, for summer. <laughs> I don't know why you're talking about summer. We're we not haven't quite even ready spring. for that kind of situation yet, but soon. Yes. Um… So both of us kind of want to talk about Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner because I think we get a lot of questions about why do women stay? A hundred percent. And why do they stay when there's, um, you know, isn't for sure, but infidelity or when there is like an actual addiction problem, whether that be gambling or drinking or drugs, which is like check, check, check for Ben Affleck. And then like to say nothing of the whole nanny issue. Which yeah. there seems to be a celebrity nanny cheating epidemic. Not okay, I exaggerate, but Ben Affleck, Gavin Rossdale, Jude Law had yeah. a nanny situation. There's somebody else. Um, well, which begs the question: I don't understand why. I don't know. Is that really horrible of me to say? But like, I don't think I would be hiring some cute little fang to be coming into my house taking care of my kid. That was kind of. I know do you remember really, that scene judgy, in Sex and the City too? Did you see it? It was shit. It was a horrible movie. movie. I think I blocked out of my mind. But Charlotte has like oh, an yeah, Irish yeah, yeah, nanny, yeah. and yes. they—I don't know—the four of them are sitting and having brunch, and the nanny comes running towards them in slow <laughs> yeah. motion, and her tits are like flopping around, and Samantha, and she's like twenty-five years old, and creamy and luscious, and right. Samantha at the moment is like taking her hormone pills to stay young and to right, right. still be able to fuck. And her, the, the look of horror on her face, and that's the exact conversation mm-hmm. she has with Charlotte. She was like, honey, why would you have a nanny who looks like that? Sorry, um, who? What impression was that? That was Miranda? That was Samantha. Samantha. Oh, Samantha. Honey. Okay, okay, good. Um, mm. But, so there's all kinds of like, I feel like, people out there who are writing to us yeah. have these conversations or having these kinds of… Di- what do you make of the Ben Affleck situation and what that marriage was and dating a guy like that? Could you? Oh, I couldn't. I would be exhausted. Um, mostly because he's been kind of a jerk face for, I would say, up to two decades. You know, even when we think… I remember… So, um, when I was Tara Reed's assistant, 
back in the day. People I, want more Tara Reid I know, stories. I know. And they'll come up naturally. But this was one of them. When she was in Vancouver and I was her assistant, um, she went out one night and it was when Ben Affleck was with Jennifer Lopez. Do you remember this? As oh, a yeah. Gossip and he was, they were in Vancouver. That's yeah. when he got busted at the Peeler Bar, right? Yes. And so this is it. So okay. She was, oh my God. Tell me everything. Well, you better not spare details. Well, I don't really remember because she she was probably high on coke when she was telling me this too. So it was like very piecemeal. Okay. And not allegedly because girlfriend was doing a lot of blow during that time. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so Tara Reid so was Reed, also in Vancouver. And she was partying with uh, Ben Affleck and Christian Slater and all these people at this nightclub. And she didn't mince her words. She came back and was basically like, Ben Affleck was like fucking, like there was a girl all over him. And it was a really big scandal because like, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you doing? You're with Jennifer goddamn Lopez and you are fucking some side piece on the side in like in front of people. So I just feel like he's been a mess for a really long time. Yeah. And then, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't, I would be fucking exhausted. And like, you know, cheers to fucking Jennifer Garner for putting up with it, letting him fucking sleep in the coach house and all this shit. But like, he's been giving, he's been given many chances to figure some shit out and he hasn't. Clearly he has not. But you're right about the fact that like that stripper, like stripper story, those allegations. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were living in Vancouver at the time. Then it was all over the tabloids and Jennifer Lopez still stayed with him for like a few months after Mm -hmm. that, but they did break off their engagement, but they were still together. And then he and J-Lo broke up and she like within whatever, five months had married Mark Anthony. And then he, not very soon after, also started dating Jennifer Garner. So if you're Jennifer Garner and they had known each other from like that Daredevil movie, Mm -hmm. If you're Jennifer Garner and you're like watching what he did with J-Lo and then, okay, he breaks up with J-Lo and then you guys get together and he's calm for a while. In the back of your mind, are you like, well, he just needed someone like me to like yeah. chill him out. Yeah. And, and I've I, been like that. I've been that girl. I always think I can save I my boyfriend. I feel like so many women are yeah. like that. Yeah. And I, and I have successfully done that before. And I have also failed at that many times as well. And maybe that is what Jennifer Garner was hoping. Like, she would be able to finally fix him. But as we all know, you can't fucking fix somebody. They ought to fix themselves. Yeah. Especially someone, he seems like he is such, like, he's all about Mm. Um, self-sabotage. Because he goes, as I've written, he goes in this cycle where he's like, fucking, I was down, people wrote me off, Gili, whatever, yeah. and then I'm going to come back. And he did. He became yeah. a director a and like Oscar or Gone no. Baby Gone and Argo yeah. and Oscar. And he was like essentially completely redeemed, yeah. right? You're stable. You've got three kids. You know, you win an Oscar and then suddenly it's like, hey, nanny. Yeah. What's up? Um, and yeah, but back to the hot nanny thing. I mean, I get it. Like there are – People listening who are totally pounding their heads on their keyboards or against their phones or against the dashboard if you're listening in the car and they're like, it's so anti-feminist to like Mm -hmm. reject a woman based on her looks for the kind of job she can do. And I totally understand. Like that's where, that's where it's like we're torn. We're both like, you know, it's, it's I'm torn having this conversation. It's only anti-feminist if it's like a total blanket statement, which maybe I made, but, but I take that back because it's, you don't put, you don't. Put that you don't dangle a goddamn carrot in front of someone when they have a fucking addiction to carrots, and that's what it is, right? Like, 
I would think that I could hire a fucking attractive, like, like wonderful, intelligent woman if I had a kid as a nanny. And, like, Corey would be, be fine. He would behave. But if Corey had, like, a fucking sex addiction and was, like, a fucking cheating motherfucker, then no, I wouldn't bring in a hot fucking piece of ass. <laughs> right. Oh, you know the – here's one I forgot. It's um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, fuck, right. Had a and he kid. had a fucking kid. I think that also it's, – it's more than just the looks, though. It's mm-hmm. when – and I guess it could apply – you know what? Let's not restrict it to, like, the – like, just the men and the female nannies. I mean, I, I actually think it would be the same situation with, like, a woman and a male nanny or a woman and another female nanny. Like, yeah. whatever. Or a man – the, the thing is, is that it's not just the physical attraction. It's that you essentially share a home and part of a life mm-hmm. with this person. So this is someone who is helping you raise your kids. So they're in your kitchen. Yeah, right. They're in the basement. They're day-to-day. You're getting to know them. You are getting intimate in a way. Yeah, you're like, supporting each other. That's right. Yeah. What is more intimate that's than true. somebody who comes into your family and is looking after your children. And so when that kind of intimacy mixes with physical attraction, that's where it's a little bit like, I think that that's where these things can happen. Yeah, that's actually so, really But I point. am, I do feel torn because I don't want to be that asshole who's like, you know, our site, we stand up for women's rights. We st- like, we don't want to judge. And yet human nature is complicated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when you bring in feelings and personalities and lives and intermesh them with just straight horny. Yeah. 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 So what are you hearing? What's like the latest on Ben Affleck and Janet Garner? They filed at the same time, so far without lawyers filing with them. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to give the semblance of, listen, we're still really good friends and we're going to co-parent. We don't want our kids growing up one day reading all this shit online. So we're going to present it this way to the public so that everybody knows. But I mean, like, can you imagine the serving of whoop ass that she… For sure. Like, because, you know, she she is the sweetest. And, you know, if you, you… I don't know. If you, like, kind of related to Big Little Lies, she's a little bit of Reese Witherspoon's character, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the best mom and shows up for the school run. But don't think that Jennifer Garner doesn't have, like, edge. Like, that Vanity Fair interview proved it. Oh, I love that Vanity Fair. Where she can she cut redeemed you. redeemed herself in my eyes. Yeah. She can cut you, and you'll bleed out before knowing it, and she's, like, driving away, smiling, and, yeah. like, everybody loves her. So I don't know. I feel like she – I I think – I feel like she's she's got him somewhere. Oh, yeah, and they're showing good face, and that's what I think people should realize. Like, all this, like, consciously uncoupling shit, like, let's get it clear. Like, it isn't easy for these people. Like, and, and especially for Jen and Ben, like, they are t- – totally playing us by, like, going to church and, like, laughing in each other's eyes. Bullshit. Bullshit. I, I hope that they I, – I, I have no doubt that they will co-parent really well and that they'll try to have some semblance of friendship. I totally I, – I stand by that. But the game that they're playing right now is, like, really transparent. You're not buying it. Fuck no. Fuck no. Especially from, you know, you broke the news that he was – had just come out of another rehab stint. She's going to be fucking pissed. Supportive, but probably a bit pissed. Probably not wanting to, like, laugh in his face as they exit the church doors. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think that she is the one 
like she's going to be his biggest, she was for years, she's been his biggest fan mm-hmm. and his biggest supporter. So I think that like he definitely would need her to like be there and mm-hmm. be like, listen, I got this, go look after yourself, get right. Yeah. And we can deal with everything later. And ultimately, I mean, this is the, the fucker of it is that that is the father of your children. Mm-hmm. You also don't want to fuck him that bad. Yeah. And I'm sure he's not like an awful human being. He just has some fucking demons that he hasn't really, really worked out yet. Thank you for sharing your Tara Reid uh, ongoing um, yeah. ter- being Tara Reid's assistant stories. I know I should come up with like more. I, I love that you just kind of dole these out sparingly, like little crumbs, <laughs> and everybody's like, "What else do you have, Sash?" But yes, I do appreciate that you're saving them and, and yeah. leaking them out. Yes. you know, at strategic times. Um, so, are we ready to uh, our reader questions? Yeah, fire. Away. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, so here's the first one. Hi, Sasha and Lainey. Okay, my question is whether or not relationship breaks exist and if they can actually be a beneficial thing for two people. Mm, That's kind of related to Ben and Jen. Mm -hmm. Um, I started seeing a guy actually nine years older than me in his 40s a little less than three months ago. He asked me to hang out and I told him on our first date I was looking for a relationship and he said he was on the same page as me. I just wanted to be upfront about where I'm at. The first two months were amazing. We took some weekend trips together, told our families about one another. We both live far from home and just generally fell in love very quickly. We were dropping L-bombs after two weeks. It's a priority for me to find a partner that's fun and active and with whom I share interests. And we had all of that, plus an intense physical attraction. So everything was great for a while. The only problem for me was that maybe once a week or so, he wouldn't get back to me for hours. This progressed into not getting back to me all day a few days ago, plus not contacting me at all yesterday, to which I told him was very hurtful and strange. I went over to his place this morning, and though he cooked a nice breakfast, he barely looked at me. He was puttering around getting ready for a bike ride when I finally got him to stop and talk to me. He basically said that we felt off lately, that I've been fussy, grr, that's her saying she, like grr in brackets, and that we're not having fun anymore and that we should spend some time apart, that he does love me and doesn't want to fully break up, just take some space. I know that ultimately I decide if I'm single or not. I'm just trying to sort through my feelings about this break. I do agree that we moved too fast and that we felt off for a few days. I also do love him, but is a break actually beneficial or is it just the coward's way to break up with someone by softening the blow? Should I just get back on the Tinder horse? Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, this is maybe not related to Ben and Jen anymore, but a lot of people thought that like, because it was almost two years between them announcing their, that they were breaking up mm-hmm. and then them actually filing divorce papers, whether that or not it was, was like one of those breaks. break separations and whatnot. Yeah. All right. Uh, <sighs> I mean, those two of those things that she mentioned in her letter are two of the things that I always think are a red flag. A, getting hot and heavy and like wanting to say I love you within the first two weeks or couple of weeks. Okay, I did that with Yasin. Yeah, yeah, but wait. Then not, and then coupled with the fact that there's the pulling of the plug and then they start to like disintegrate from your life and then all of a sudden want to break. 
those together, no bueno, right? Yeah. Like that, I, that to me is a recipe for um, a, a, a breakup for sure. Yeah. He, like, he, he's – go on. Sorry. Yeah, I have feelings about this. Yeah. For, <laughs> it was like the gradual pullout, right? Mm-hmm. First, not getting back to her for a few hours – then a whole day. Then a whole day. Then, not then a looking few at her. days. Yeah. Then not looking at her. And then fussy and maybe we should take a break. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of the trouble too. When you get like all lovey-dovey off like in the first two weeks, you almost set yourself up for like perfection. Like so that when there is a little bit of a down slump, then you're like, oh, this isn't good. It should be perfect. You know, like you see that in relationships all the time. As opposed to if you go slowly, then you get to see everybody's fucking bad moods and like ugly behavior, but then you temper it because there's, you know, good stuff in between there, right? There's ebb and flow. But when you like fucking put the pedal to the metal and it's like love, 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 then you almost don't prepare yourself for the dips in in um, displeasure. I feel like celebrity relationships operate like that. Yeah. And that's why they're fucking over in a heartbeat. <laughs> like right now I keep talking about Selena Gomez and The weekend. Oh, that's going to end in disaster. <laughs> you think so? Yes. Like I, you know, because it's, and I mean, as it's not just them, it's also because they work in different spurts, right? Like, you know, for the most part, most of us have nine to fives Mm -hmm. and you can't be like, let's go to Paris, you know, in the first fucking week of our relationship. But they have all this time and all this money and all these resources. So they're like big experiences. Like some people have to save, I've said this before, but I, I really, I'm obsessed with this point. A lot of couples have to save years before they can go to Paris or they can go to London or fucking Hawaii or whatever. And these people are doing London, Hawaii, Rome, Paris, Singapore, Japan in like one year or six months. And then then like what do you have to look forward to in year two or year three of your relationship? Yeah, fizzles. Um, I mean, I think that you can go down fast if both people are on the same page for sure. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry to bring this up again, but… Again, if like really you are learning each other's love languages. Mm -hmm. And I know I brought this up last time and that everybody has a love language. But like, I mean, I can say that Yasek and I went down fast and haven't looked back. And I don't know. We've been together a long time. Mm -hmm. 16 years in November will be marriage. And I think 17 years. Fuck, it's too long. I can't remember anymore. But um, um. And so I feel like if it didn't work out now, nobody could say, well, you guys of course, got together too fast. Yeah, yeah. But it, it was because both of us were actually ready. I think that, unfortunately, in your case, reader, I think he said he was ready because, it let's face good. it, it felt good. Yeah. But uh, this to me, this to me is, yeah, I don't know that this is like a, re- like a, a, a break. I think that this is just… A warm-up um, to a breakup. Yeah, yeah. Like he just doesn't… He's too weak to be like, I'm out. And also, like, too selfish. Mm. Like, I, well, I don't want to cut her off completely because. Because I don't know what I have around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Yeah, this, this is, um, I, I don't like the sounds of this. Like, I just don't, like, and you know what? You're right. Like, you and Yasik work. There's lots of people who hit it off quickly and, and you know, stand the test of time. But I just feel like there's, like, an age difference here. Uh, it's only been a couple of months and he's like pulling back already. Like that that shouldn't be happening, especially in an early relationship. Um, things need to be moving forward, not yeah. backwards. And fussy, like, I don't know. Like, 
I, that sounds like he's being too precious. Yeah, well. I don't know what fussy is. So yeah. should you get back on the Tinder horse? I mean, I'm not sure you should get right back on the Tinder horse, but I do know that I it, I don't know if you're going to be able to follow this advice because like we've all been there where we're just tempted to keep going back and going back. Mm-hmm. But if you can follow this advice, don't call him. It is, it's like for all intents and purposes, it is over. And I will warn you, he will call you. Like, it, there will, there may be a possibility where he's like, what, fuck, she's not calling me? Like, is she not thinking about me? Or I'm bored, or I'm horny, or, you know, I'm tired of my hand. Mm-hmm. Um, you cannot go there. See, I think that's good if you have the kind of um, heart like Lainey does, that you could just turn that off and it would be over. For me, I would confront that shit. I would be like, hey, buddy, no, I'm not into a break. But if you are, that means we're breaking up. Like, I think you… And some would say that's an ultimatum, but fuck, it should be. It's either you're in or you're out because that's where you're at. You want a relationship, a full-on relationship. If he doesn't want that, if he's a little bit iffy, then he then fucking cut him loose. I don't know if I, in this situation, I believe in the ultimatum. Like, that's what it is, right? And he's already been like, I just need a break. So, you know what? Like… But then you… But I don't know what she said to him after that, right? So, I think for her, if she hasn't communicated, she needs to say… If you want a break, then that to me is a breakup. Like, I don't want her to go for the break and see how it goes. Like, don't try the break. No, I think we're both in agreement that don't try the break. But when I read this again, he says to her, uh, we're not having fun anymore and that we should spend some time apart, that he does love me and doesn't fully want to break up, just take some space. No, no. no. Like, you can't love somebody and then not want to, like, communicate about what's not working. Yeah, totally. Do you know what I mean? Like his yeah. first instinct was break before, hey, let's, let's sit some down. <laughs> yeah, and work yeah. again on our love language. Yeah. And so this guy is, and so what I'm saying is, is he's already told her what she needs to hear. There's no need for that okay. ultimatum. There's no need to go to him and be like, hey, I'm not doing a break, so you either want me or you don't. I think that he's made it pretty clear that he doesn't want her. Because if you love her, then why are you breaking from her? Mm-hmm. It's just hard. It's hard. It's hard. Like, I love the advice that you're giving. It's just hard to do in practice. It is. So that's why at least she could ha- extend one more conversation to be like, you're not willing to put the effort in? Okay, dude, hit the bricks. Yeah. Either way, hit the bricks. Yeah. He needs to hit the bricks. I mean, and that's the thing. Like I said, if you can take my advice, yeah. don't call him. Yeah. But listen, I've been there. I've fucking needed to hear it spelled out, like written in Shakespearean sonnet, <laughs> yeah. like written in the sky, like yeah. before I, you know, could snap out of it. <laughs> totally. Um, okay. Next, uh, question. Dear Sasha and Lainey, I would very much appreciate your take on something I'm going through with my friend. My best friend, let's call her Sandra, started dating my ex. It wasn't the coolest of moves on her part, but she did handle it the best she could and approached me before either of them got romantic or too serious to see if I would be okay with it. We are all in our 20s, so I knew I was not ever going to marry the guy, so I didn't want to stand in their way. They've now been dating for over eight months, and they seem very happy. The problem is that she wants to tell me all the details of their relationship. Their dates, fights, what he's good at in bed, just way too much information that I don't think is fair on me. I feel like I was mature enough to let them have a relationship, but maybe I'm not mature enough to hear about how much they are in love. Is there a way I can ask her to stop telling me all of this? I'm so sick of it. Thanks, C. It's a fair gripe. Um... She has feelings and her feelings are probably a bit hurt to have to like relive the fact that, you know, her ex 
ditched her ass and went for the best friend. Um, hmm. I, you know what? I kind of have to say that I think that, um, see, unfortunately, you might need to suck this one up. And I say that because you can't really have friends with, like, appendages. Um, you know what I mean? You, you can't kind of be like, I want this part of our friendship, but not this part of our friendship. You know, if it's going to be a true best friendship, then you have to hear all of it. And you can't kind of not deal with certain things. Um, you know, you gave them your blessing mm -hmm. to be together. And so you kind of have to finish the deal up and be there the whole time. Yeah, I'm, I'm torn on this too. Because like you, my first instinct was like, that's so, that's kind of offside. Like, <laughs> how did it even happen where they started the like spark of sure, whatever it was that turned? Like, I know. And I, mm -hmm. that's what I want to know. Like, I want, like, I want to know how, for instance, if in a different world, I wasn't with Yasik and you and Corey broke up or vice versa, mm -hmm. if like you weren't with Corey and Yasik and I broke up, yeah. like I don't know how you would find yourself in a situation no. where you would even be in, in touch with Yasik or like… But if we were in our 20s and like didn't give a shit about anything, it might be easier. Yeah. It was easier back in the day. Sure. Maybe. So I bet you there's probably not a lot of backstory other than he was like, I like her. I like him. And then they got together, you know? <laughs> Good point. Um, so, yeah. But I do agree that it's a little bit, like, offside. Like, you know, you get the squicks from it, for sure. Like, yeah, hey. Yeah, it's too bad that your friend's doing that. Well, that dick used to be inside of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, let's put it bluntly. <laughs> and then you now have to hear about how, like, that dick works inside totally. your best friend's pussy. Yeah. Like, can we just put it out yeah, there? Like, that's not fun. Because that's what the friend wants to do. The friend wants to be like, hey, you remember that dick that used to be inside of you? Well, when it's inside of me <laughs> and it, like, you know, goes in the <laughs> clockwise motion, yeah. I really love it. Yeah. And then when, like, I'm sitting on top of his face, like, that's what she wants. Like, when she's saying that she's getting all the details, yeah. that's what girlfriends do, right? Um, so, sure, at the same time… <sighs> I think that in between the lines here, she has said that, that this guy wasn't the one for her mm -hmm. anyway. Mm -hmm. So I think that at some point, you're just going to have to try and find that tweak. Like, what this is just a guy she brought home. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this wasn't for her anyway. So let it be yeah. good for somebody else. Yeah. Uh, specifically her best friend. Like, maybe it would be easier if you think of yourself as a celebrity. Because in Hollywood, mm -hmm. ev like, they have rotated dicks and pussies all the time, yeah. right? Like, like take someone like Kate Hudson. Mm -hmm. So Kate Hudson and Cameron Diaz are friends. You know, they hang out in that Hollywood blonde circle with Gwyneth yeah. and Reese and they – whatever. And they're all they on Instagram together, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and um, – but there was a point when – Cameron Diaz was with Justin Timberlake, mm -hmm. and then they broke up, um, and Kate Hudson has been rumored to be flingy with Justin Timberlake, and then there was also A-Rod. Right. Yes. They both have an A-Rod connection, yes. but Cam and Kate are still, still friends, friends. Mm -hmm. um, and the guys are just gone, so you can put yourself in that situation. Oh, and then there was like… Courtney Cox and Jennifer Aniston dated that guy. Is that the guy who sings like turned it into a parking lot? What? Um, 
paved paradise and turned it into a parking lot. I mean, that was Joni Mitchell, but they did. Oh, counting know. crows. Is, is Adam oh, Counting Durrett. Crows. Yes. Is Adam Durrett's Counting Crows. Yes. And didn't they do a, the, the, like a cover of Joni Mitchell's? Oh, yeah. But I didn't know Jen Aniston dated him. Yeah. Okay. okay well, there you go. There you um, go. There's so much proof. But is that, is that the song? Like, whatever. You guys, like, you song nerds can correct me. Yeah. Is that like Pay Paradise and Parking know. Lot? I don't yeah. know. I just know Counting Crows. Um, anyway, so there's an example. Like, you can think of yourself as a celebrity. I mean, yes. if you lived in Hollywood, this would happen to you all the time. Yeah. Um, and also the whole, the adage of hoes before bros. <laughs> yeah. You know, like your friendship is your, you know, your ride or die is with your homegirl. Now, we've just named celebrities in their 30s and 40s, though, and she sees in her 20s. So if you want examples of people in their 20s, it's a little more dramatic. Well, no, Nikki Reed and Nina Dobrev, they both dated Ian Summerhalder, whatever his name is. And they're friends. Yeah. And they're like best friends. And Nikki Reed's like married to Ian Summerhalder, okay. whatever good, the fuck good, his name is. Good so example. That, that's a millennial. They're, that's a millennial the, example. Be those celebrities. Yeah. The other millennial examples are like a little nastier. I mean, there's obviously like Taylor Swift, Katy Perry, John Mayer. Yeah. So, you know. Justin Bieber and every other like Jenner. Right. Um, the weekend we just talked about the weekend Selena Gomez and Bella Hadid they were all friends before yeah. but that is a broken that friendship yeah so I don't know like it depends I mean you said that she's your best friend and that you don't care about that guy that much anyway so, so stand I, by your word that's what yeah, I that's exactly. what I want to say stand by your actual word and your and your feelings about this he yeah. meant nothing he wasn't going to be anything he wasn't going to be your forever dude if she's your forever girl then you yeah. just you just you just have to suck it up and get out like this. I mean, I know you're. I I know like in at this time in your life, this kind of thing feels gross and appropriate to hear all those yeah. details. But I don't know. Like, it's it's part of being a girlfriend. Yeah, you have to take. You have to hear all the like dick pussy cock like talk. Yeah, even though that dick's already been in you. Sasha has to hear it from you me all the time. <laughs> yeah, but not <laughs> but not with my husband. No, no, no. no. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. you have to hear details of yeah, yeah. like. You know, yeah. You show me your tits. You do all this stuff. I'm I was always pummeled here. by it. Yeah. I had shit. Yeah. This is what happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and finally, we have a new segment we're introducing to this podcast. It's called the Sasha Spotlight. So every week, we're going to try and spotlight people out there who write to us, who are doing good, who are putting Giving back positive energy into yeah. the world because Sasha's. Motivation right now is like you're wearing this world peace hat and you're like mm. putting positive energies and essential oils into the world. <laughs> I think I just know this Sasha Spotlight is just like fashion stuff that like or, or any kind of thing, beauty that like gives you good feelings, right? There's like so much out there yeah. that it's nice to like, con you know, consume things but also yeah. feel good that you're consuming But you've been things. doing this for a while with your Sasha Fines yes. posts where you're finding things that are all natural that are good for people yes. or you're finding lines and brands who are, are also back. like giving yeah. back to charity and taking some of the proceeds mm -hmm. to charity. So this is also in line with that. Yeah. And don't forget, flash forward to the beginning of this podcast where I was a big cunt and didn't give my phone to someone. So this, this is the balance. This right. is the balance okay. for me. Okay. So I want to talk to you guys about this company that's called Cancer Socks. And so it's C-N-C-R-S-C-K-S.com. And it's this girl from Toronto who has just started this sock line. Um, and it's inspired by her friends who have been going through and battling cancer. And so these socks are adorable and they're all striped and on the underneath on the soles they say cancer sucks, but really cancer socks. Anyways, it's a cute little play on words. And every time you buy a pair, you're donating $2 to the Canadian Cancer Society. And I just think that's like 
such a good thing to do and I love that she's on this mission and I want to support her. And so if you want to support her, God knows everybody knows somebody who has cancer who's struggled with it. So it's just a great way to give back and also have something cute for yourself. I totally believe in this because I only believe in pattern socks. Yes, and they're cute patterns. They're yeah. just cute little striped. Like I never wear a plain sock. That is like, to me, that if, if I'm wearing a plain sock, something is wrong. Mm-hmm. So yes, pattern socks and then pattern socks for a good cause. So it is once again, C-N-C-R-S-C-K-S dot com. Cancer socks, cancer sucks. Um, so thank you for doing that and good luck with your business. Yes. And we hope you sell lots of socks so that the Canadian Cancer Society can get more Lots funding. of donations yeah. to support those living with cancer and to find a cure. Um, and that wraps up this episode of Sasha Answers. Um, keep your questions coming to me at Sasha at LaneyGossip.com. Check us out on Google Play and iTunes. Leave your comments. Leave your ratings. Thank you so much. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.